it has been way too long since Edge of Your Sleep Podcast is at an episode. We don't like that. Hopefully you don't like that. Okay. I know you don't like that. Edge of Your Sleep Podcast knows you don't like that. So let's get back to this. Unloading, unleashing, great chats with great people. That's what we're here for. Sorry we've kind of gotten away from that. Life is happening. And man, is it crazy. Making some changes, switching some stuff up. But one thing that will always stay the same is Edge of Your Seat Podcast being amazing. This is episode 203 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And it is brought to you by Mendota Shimmer Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. On this show, we have Emilio Perez, a senior wide receiver and cornerback for the Mendota football team, plus LaSalle Peru senior running back, Matt Carrico. Spoke to them after week three, but before week four. So today is Wednesday, September 22nd. Spoke to them a week ago before week four. Week four has now passed, so we have some updating we have to do. But great conversations about week three games leading into week four. And with Matt Carrico, we spoke about week five because the Cavaliers did not have a week four game and got a forfeit win. So in our conversation, Emilio Perez was coming off a touchdown in a 42-22 victory over Burrow Valley in week three to make Mendota 3-0. Carrico, man, I was at this game. LaSalle, Peru, and Ottawa in LaSalle, Peru. Huge rivalry game. One of the biggest in the state, if not the biggest. And like what I say, probably the best biggest rivalry in the United States of America I know that might not be true because there are some powerhouse schools all across the country, but in our neck of the woods, LaSalle, Peru, Ottawa, those two names put butts in seats and make games fun and interesting. So against Ottawa, Carrico ran for 246 yards, 27 carries to help LP win 27-0. Shout out Ottawa. When we were talking, I gave him my numbers. I had 240 on 27 carries. LaSalle Peru itself had 246. I'm not going to argue with the school. I'm not going to argue about giving an athlete six more yards. Why not? So 246 yards on 27 carries. That's a beast right there. He was trucking. So at that time, LP was 2-1, and one, but with the week four Forfeit from Sandwich. They had a COVID-19 issue that has kept them out of the last two games. They are now 3-1. In week four, Mendota lost to Princeton 28-7. So now they're 3-1. So both LP and Mendota, 3-1. Man, it's great, 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 great to talk some football. And this week coming up, so week five, LaSalle Peru is taking on Sycamore. Two teams that went undefeated last year. They are Interstate 8 opponents. That's going to be crazy. On Saturday, Mendota is playing host to Hall, a Three Rivers Conference Mississippi division game. That is going to be nuts. So both teams always got something to look forward to, especially during regular season. Time to play some football. This show is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a small town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want, plus cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranik is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 
888-900-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. Let's go over week four. Let's update records, see what these schools have been doing on the football scene. Amboy Lamoille is now 2-2, two two, a massive 60-14, yeah, 6-0 to 14 win over West Central week four. Burrow Valley is now 2-2. Two two. They won their first games, ran into Mendota week three, 42-22 loss, and then lost to Kiwani 49-21 week four. Byron still undefeated with a 7-3 victory over Genoa Kingston. 10 points combined for these two schools. Both are great football programs. Byron getting the edge over Genoa Kingston. Cole City is now 2-2 two two as they defeated Hersher 17-6 in week 4. DeKalb lost to Matea Valley 29-21 to even their record at 2-2. Two Dixon experienced their first loss of the season, 20-14 against Stillman Valley. They are now 3-1. Fieldcrest still can't get off the schneid as they lost 41-0 against Eureka. The Knights having a bad go of it so far this season. They've scored 48 points, but unfortunately have given up 174. Geneseo is now 2-2. Two two. They won their first two then lost to United Township, 22-17, and then week four, lost to Galesburg, 28-7. I'm sure they're ready to get back on the winning track. The Hall Red Devils picked up their first victory of the season in week four, 44-20 over Morrison. They are now 1-3. Kiwani, in the previously mentioned game against Burrow Valley, won 49-21. They are still undefeated, 4-0. Anawan Weathersfield back on the winning track as they defeated Ridgewood 52-6. This comes after the week three loss 9-8 against Ridgeview. So they lose to Ridgeview, beat Ridgewood. They're now 3-1. Morris still undefeated. They defeated Woodstock 63-16 to keep that record shiny at 4-0. Newman is now 2-2 after a 13-7 loss to St. Bede. That was a huge Three Rivers Conference Mississippi Division game. Oregon fell to Winnebago 35-6. Their record is now 1-3. Marquette back on the winning track 47-22 over Hayworth. They are now 3-1. Ottawa Pirates fall to 1-3 after a 42-6 loss to Sycamore. Ottawa won the first game of the season and now have fallen in the last three. St. Bede, again, that huge victory over Newman, 13-7. They are 3-1. Bruins putting on teams. And winning the close ones, too. That's what a winning program does. The Bruins proving it. Plano dropped their first game of the season to Richmond Burton, 21-14. The Reapers are now 3-1. Princeton. Defeating Mendota 28-7, which we already mentioned, is now 4-0 as well. So Kiwani and Princeton remain undefeated in the Three Rivers Conference Mississippi Division. With St. Bede right behind them at 3-1. Mendota 3-1. Programs are playing well. Playing very, very well. It's great football in the Three Rivers. Princeton has been doing their thing. They, in my mind, are a state tournament team. They have scored 177 points, while the defense is only giving up 34. Rochelle picked up a 35-10 victory over Johnsburg for a 2-2 record. Seneca gets in the winning column for the first time this year with a 63-6 victory over Georgetown Ridge Farm. They are now 1-3 on the season. Sterling had a huge victory, 49-7 over Rock Island Ullman. The Golden Warriors are now 3-1. Streeter was handed their first L of the season as Lyle defeated Streeter 28-14. The Streeter Bulldogs are now 3-1 on the season. Also at 3-1 on the season is Sycamore with that 42-6 victory over Ottawa. We will see what happens this upcoming week as the 3-1 Sycamore Spartans run into the 3-1 LP Cavaliers. That's going to be a game worth checking out. Those are the scores for week four. 
we will keep pushing along the football season. We'll have a sort of kind of preview show before week five kicks off on Friday. We as humans or aliens, I know some of you are definitely aliens. I see it. I know. Your secret's safe with me, though. Well, we all like to be clean at all times. We have to stay fresh, smelling good, looking good, teeth shiny, hair did, all the works. Well, your car is the exact same way. It doesn't want to be filthy, fungus growing in the back seat, six layers of dust on the dash, coffee stains on the floorboard. No way. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, located at 204 South Spaulding Street in Spring Valley, will give your car the scrub-a-rub-dub it needs and deserves. Mike's disinfects to prevent sickness or the start of another pandemic. We don't want that. Mike's cleans, gets those tough places to reach where all the dirt and grime sits. Mike's rust proofs so your vehicle stays hole free and has no structural issues. Mike's cares for fabric. This is extremely important if you have kids, spilling everything they touch. Mike's makes the splat of the long drop from the kid past the car seat to the fabric disappear. Mike's is a full body shop and can tend to most automobile needs. And Mike's is now offering pickup and delivery services. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, a manicure, and a freshening up of your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or via email at Mike's Pro Shop 204 at gmail.com. Things going on in the area on Monday. I know today is Wednesday. We will get to Tuesday and Wednesday's updated scores and accomplishments and everything awesome in Illinois, Valley, Central, East, West. We try to cover as much as we can. This is very important stuff. Very important time of life. High school sports going on. Try to represent everybody that we can. But Tuesday and Wednesday, get to them in the next show for sure. Monday, volleyball action. Seneca defeated Reed Custer, 25-15, 25-22. Anawan Weathersfield defeated Ridgewood, 25-16, 14-25, 25-14. Serena knocked off Putnam County, 25-22, 25-19. In a three-set battle, Princeton defeated Dixon. Boys golf had all kinds of stuff going on on Monday. Mendota won a triangular as they had 175. Seneca had 176 and Hall had 180. Woo, that's three good scores, all close. Only five strokes was the difference between first place Mendota and third place Hall. Four Hall. Freshman Landon Plim showing what he can do once again with a medalist score of 39. LaSalle Peru defeated Sandwich 169 to 195. For the Cavaliers, Coleman Rundle had a 40 and Carter Fenza had a 42. Gonna rewind to Saturday real quick. Have to give shout out to Ottawa. Finished second in the Aurora Christian Catholic invite with a 301. Jonathan Cooper and Seth Cooper both had 76s, while Drake Faultman and Drake Stout had 79s. Back to Monday. Illinois Central 8 Conference Championship won by Streeter. Bulldogs taking that. And they got the medalist honors as Davey Rashad had a 76. The Newman Seneca boys golf team won the Little 10 Conference Championship. Big shout out to them. Geneseo finished fourth at the Western Big Six Conference Championship. Bryson Van Holt led the Maple Leafs with a 77. Hayden Moore had a 78. And Mason Steiner an 83. Let's switch it over to girls golf. Geneseo finished second in their Western Big Six Conference with a 375. Keely Nugent shot an 84, tied for fourth. And gave her a berth on the first team Western Big Six all-conference team. Keely Roberts shot a 95, which tied for 11th at the meet. And put her on the second team all-conference. Good for both of them. Always amazing to end the regular season on the all-conference teams. In a five-team battle, 
Ottawa finished second behind Kalen, but defeated Sandwich, Roanoke Benson, and LaSalle Peru at the Deer Creek Golf Club. For Ottawa, Zoe Harris shot a 36, Hannah Dugan a 40, Brooke Waddle a 52, and Peyton Brook a 53. For LP, Megan McGuire led the way with a 46. Boys soccer action, Depew picks up a 10-3 victory over Indian Creek. Morris just slid by LaSalle Peru with a 1-0 victory. Girls tennis action, Sycamore defeated DeKalb 8-0. And in the pool, the Sterling girls swimming defeated Freeport 96-76. This is the best time of the year. We're talking about sports. We're doing whatever we want to outside. It's still kind of warm. Pools are just about ready to close. And they're not all staying open now. I mean, it is the middle of September. But baseball is still being played. MLB postseason is about to start. The grill is still fired up. You can cook outside even when it's cold. But it ain't even cold yet. Just a little windy. Just a little windy. And you can also still make renovations on your home. We all have improvements we want to make on our home, whether it's inside on any floor, on any room, stairs, tiling, bathroom, in the bedroom, the front room, the kitchen, maybe outside at the standing level, siding and windows. Or you look up and you think, hey, I need a new roof. Those shingles are shady. You turn around. The garage and shed need work. Or you need to build one because you don't have one. You name it, Olson Construction has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate, time for the percolator, but they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. We've been talking about all kinds of sports and high school football. We got to break down some NFL football as well. Let's go over the week two picks. Lots of great games, and I have a feeling that this season is going to be jam-packed full of great games. It's not just going to be, oh, this week was cool, this week was bad. No, there are so many awesome matchups and so many dynamic teams. I feel like the top tier is bigger than it usually is. I feel like the middle tier of good but could be bad teams is better and bigger than it usually is. And I feel like the amount of teams that people are just going to roll over is a lot smaller than it usually is. I really do. Throw the Jets in there for sure. And honestly, the Atlanta Falcons, not looking good. Detroit Lions, probably still in that category. But they didn't look bad against the Packers in the first half. So a lot of different things to pay attention to here. The first week of picks was not good. Went 8-8. Eight and eight. That's a rough first week. Week two, though, 12 and four. Way better. Started off with the Washington football team. Yes, I still believe that is the worst name in the history of all sports names. Defeated the New York Giants 30 to 29. Got that right. Bears knocked off the Bengals 2017. I liked it. I'm glad Chicago wins. I'm a huge Bears fan. Problem is, they had three interceptions back to back to back. Three consecutive throws from Joe Burrow, went to the Bears, not a Bengal receiver, and they got a defensive touchdown and the extra point and two field goals. The offense didn't score at all from the defense handing them the ball back three times in a row. That score should have been way more lopsided than it was, but congrats to the defense. They played a great game and a bounce back after the debacle that they showed against the Rams in week one. Cleveland Browns defeated the Houston Texans 31-21. Got that right. 
The Rams knocked off the Indianapolis Colts 27-24. I thought that should have been a wider spread than it was, but we got it right. Bills showing their dominance after the week one loss to Pittsburgh Steelers 35-0 over the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots drubbed the New York Jets 25-6. San Francisco 49ers pick up a 17-11 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. My first loss of the week, Las Vegas Raiders beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 26-17. The Raiders are moving up there, man. They played great ball against the Steelers, beat Ravens week one. These are not cupcake teams. They are doing what they got to do. They are moving up my list. Another loss. Carolina Panthers defeated New Orleans Saints 26-7. I knew the Saints had the COVID-19 bug. A lot of players not playing. Still thought the Saints could pull it out. But that Carolina defense is playing good. It's tough. They're getting production out of everybody on that team. Big win for Carolina Panthers. Back in the winning column for me, though, Denver Broncos knock off Jacksonville Jaguars 23-13. These next three are also correct picks. Arizona Cardinals 34, Minnesota Vikings 33. After what Arizona Cardinals defense did in week one, I thought they were going to run all over the Vikings. Vikings not letting that happen. Tampa Bay, 48. Atlanta Falcons, 25. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably going to be my pick every single week. They have such a dynamic offense. And they got a guy named Tom Brady. You might have heard of him. Dallas Cowboys, 20. Los Angeles Chargers, 17. I for sure thought the Cowboys were just trying to hand the game to the Chargers, but they held on, got the victory. Pretty much no help from Dak Prescott. As a fantasy football quarterback, my starting quarterback, he was beyond god-awful. Two more losses, so I only lost four games. The Raiders, the Panthers, Tennessee Titans defeat the Seattle Seahawks 33-30. That still blows my mind. Tennessee looked awful week one. Bounce back with a big win over Seahawks, which I still feel is a top-tier team. Also a loss, Baltimore Ravens defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 36-35. I mean, that was a 50-50 call. It played 50-50 on the game or in the game. It was a great game to watch. Ravens did what they had to do. Lamar Jackson is a stud. So is Patrick Mahomes, of course. But I feel like sometimes Lamar Jackson doesn't get the credit that he deserves because of Mahomes. Mahomes... Usually beats them every time. Lamar Jackson, stud quarterback, getting the Ravens to the victory. Monday Night Football made sure I watched this. This also kind of pushed the show a little bit because by the time the game was over, I was over. I was exhausted. But it was cool watching the Lions battle. It was 17-17 at one time. They were trading back and forth the lead, but then the Packers in the second half broke it open with the 35-17 win. Aaron Rodgers, say what you want to say about him. The dude is still a stud. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm not going to put him ahead of Tom Brady, but he is right there. And they're getting up in age and seasons. When those two leave, it is going to be a crazy NFL compared to what we know it as now. Sister slinging codes and saving you loads. It's not easy to shop nowadays. Store shopping is non-existent. Or it's a chore to get to a store. Online shopping is where it's at. But what sites do you go to? Which sites are spam? Are you really going to get an item or did you just donate money? Which sites have the best deals? Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads makes the headache of shopping much easier and cheaper. The sisters, owners Tanya and Cassie Milas, find limited time deals or coupon codes and share them on their Facebook page, Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads. If there is something you're searching for, send them a message and they'll find it for you. They've already partnered with Amazon and plan to add many more partnerships for the best deals on all items. Through Amazon, Amazon Prime will be needed to purchase an item. But if you don't have it, no worries. The sisters will send you a link for a free 30-day trial period so you can get the items you can't live without. Follow the Sisters Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads Facebook page to save you money and easily find all the items you're looking for or even the items that catch the eye. Any additional questions, send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at 
tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. Well, thanks for listening. As always, much appreciate the love, the support. Love talking about football, sports. That's what we do here. Come back. We'll talk more. Always have a great guest. Speaking of, let's get to Emilio Perez. He's first up. Then we'll talk with Matt Carrico. It's midweek. Enjoy the rest of it. And keep listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast as the week trolls along. Until next time, peace. Week three of the high school football season is over. We're moving on to week four. But in week three, man, some teams tore it up, as always, including the Mendota Trojans, getting their third straight victory. You have not heard that statement with the Mendota Trojans in quite, quite some time. But this year's squad is getting it done. Had to have a Trojan on, and we do. Senior Emilio Perez, what is going on, my dude? Nothing much. What about yourself? Nothing. Nothing at all. I was watching some TV, eating some chicken. Yeah, I'm old. And I was like, hey, I got to talk to this guy. Let's talk some Mendota football. So, yeah, I've just been waiting just to chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. For sure. I mean, you have to be excited. 3-0, and this Mendota squad. You're a senior, so you know the losses and the history of the battles that Mendota's been through the last five, six years. Has to feel good for you as a member of this team. Yeah, of course. Of course. What is some of the talk, you know, that's going on in the huddle or practices and, you know, in school about what this team is able to do, you know, with other players? At school, they're just like... Same old stuff, like, you think you can get them, you think, you know, but we keep to ourselves, you know, like, we go out there and we'll just let our game talk, you know, we're, we're really confident in what we have this year, and we have, like, a lot of different versatility, especially on offense. We can get in double wing sets or, like, trips, so three to receive, four receiver um, formations, single receiver formations and stuff like that, so it's kind of keeps defenses and other teams on their toes, and that's a big part of it, I feel like. Coming into the season... Did you guys think that you could do this, that you could start the season 3-0, or was it like, hey, we're just going to play, try to do what we're going to do? Oh, of course. We had a lot of confidence, especially like with all the work we put in this year and the past four years. Like You didn't see it, but like our sophomore year, we had nine sophomores starting on varsity. You know, like It just it took a little bit for this to get up there, but we knew it was coming eventually. How many years have you been starting varsity squad? I've been, this is my third year. So you were one of those sophomores? Yes, I was. So you've been putting in the work and grinding? Of course, and there's been many other dudes, for sure. On this squad this year, you're a wide receiver and a cornerback? Yep. So you're never off of the field? Not really. I also kick and return return kickoffs, so... So yeah, you were never off of the field? Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. What number are you? I'm number three. Is that your favorite number? Thirty-three is my favorite number, but we don't we don't have uh, thirty-three out there for a choice. So, so you went three. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Were those positions as a wide receiver and cornerback that you you know you wanted to do, or are those the ones that just your skill set is best for? I really like receiver, but when I started off as sophomore at defense. Because that's what I mainly played. I played more like stud, rover, kind of a safety position. But, I mean, as I grew and, like, my skill set also grew with, you know, maturing and stuff like that, they moved me over to corner, and I really like it now, you know? Because you're a pretty quick guy. You could say that. (laughs) Oh, I will. I will. What are your uh, vitals? How tall and big are you? I'm 5'9", 155. That's a pretty good size for a high school wide receiver and cornerback. Yeah, I guess. No? What what size would you rather be? Maybe like six foot, like 170. So you're a little, you want to be a little beefier? Yeah. When I, when I started off as my sophomore year at varsity, I was 125. So I, you could say I grew a little bit. Yeah, putting on 30 pounds. 125? How did you decide to play football? I mean, it's, it's more of a mindset, you know? Like, you go in there and, like... You second think everything, then nothing's going to happen for yourself. But you got to have that good mindset. So far, you guys played three games, three victories. We've already said that. This last yep. victory, week three, was Burrow Valley, the first Three Rivers Conference game for Mendota. 
and you're one and zero so far in this new conference. That had to feel good for the Trojans as well. It sure did, especially with both teams being two and zero. Like we knew one of us had to come out, you know, three and zero. So we were prepared the whole week. We were ready to go on Friday. I only looked at the score once. Was it forty six twenty one? Forty two twenty two, I believe. I knew it was in 40s and 20s. I don't know where the 6 came from. I knew it was close, though. Perfect, perfect. These scores out there on the internet were all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the internet will do that, won't it? Yep. So a 20-point victory in the first conference game. That had to be, you know, a kind of a, a vocal point from Coach Keegan Hill and from senior leaders that like, hey, we're not 1-0 in this conference. Let's keep it rolling. Yes, of course. What were some of the things being said after that game? We just want to play better the next game, you know. We want to build off these games. We want to be playing better than we did week one, week two than we did week one, you know, and so on and so on. The first two weeks were against three Rivers Conference teams, but on the other side of the division, Trojans are in the Mississippi division. The other two squads that you played in the first two weeks were the Rock division. So we played Riverdale and uh, Erie Prophetstown. So you beat Erie Prophetstown, I believe it was 24-14. And then the very next week, St. Bede has to kick a field goal to beat them at the end of the game. So you're starting to see how this conference is going to kind of line up with how teams are playing each other. Yeah, yeah. We also, we, we see that stuff too, but we're, we don't focus on that till they come around, you know. Gotcha. So you're not really paying attention to what other teams are doing. You're waiting for your week. Then you'll do scouting. Then you'll pay attention. But until then, it's that opponent. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Is that kind of what Coach Hill emphasizes, or is that just like you and your mindset? Oh, oh yeah. Like when we watch film, he's like, I don't care who this other team is. When we get to him, we'll get to him. But like, let's focus on the team we're playing this week. And it seems so far that it's working. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff he's been like um, pushing on us since freshman year, so it's not like he's changed a lot up. So he's pretty much kept the same game plan or the same, like, philosophies as a coach. Oh, philosophies for sure. Our game game plans with our bodies and everything, and new guys come in and new guys leave in, you know. Stuff happens during high school where guys stop playing and they play, so. We talked about, you know, this being first Three Rivers game. Are you excited to be playing, you know, kind of more local teams? You're going to play St. Bede. You're going to play Hall. You're going to play Princeton. Teams that are around here and once upon a time were huge rivals with Mendota. Is it kind of cool to be the first squad to kind of get back in that mode? Oh, yeah. It, it feels amazing. Especially, like, I'm one of those people that, like, old rivalries. So, like, when I hear my dad talk about Hall or, like, people in the community that talk about Hall or Princeton. And, like, they tell stories and, like, stuff that went down then and, how serious that they actually took this kind of stuff. It makes me excited to be able to, like, be a part of that. Burrow Valley, not as close, but still kind of closer than some of the teams that were in the big Northern Conference that you guys were in before. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, do you know kids and student-athletes from Burrow Valley? I do not, personally. I know some from Princeton and St. Bede, Paul, those teams for sure. Gotcha. But I bet you those kids that are freshmen and sophomore now, when it comes their turn to be a senior, they'll be like, okay, yeah, I know all these guys now. But knowing those guys from Princeton, Hall, St. Bede, are you ready to play them? Show you, hey, this is what Medota's about. Oh, yeah. We've talked about it, like me and my buddies from the other towns, we've talked about it. So we, we all want to get a crack at each other. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So as a receiver, you have four touchdowns, and as a cornerback, you have one interception. So, you know, you're balling out as a senior. Oh, yeah. First three games feels good. Especially get these three wins under our belt. We just want to build off of them. Having four touchdowns in three games, which game did you have two touchdowns in? I had two against Riverdale. Were they long bombs, short passes? Kind of break down those two touchdowns. One of them was a... Inside the red zone, I had a quick little go route. I pretended like I was going to block the guy and just went off. So that one was to start the game. And then further down the line, we had a little five-yard sit. I turned outside and broke a tackle and got into the end zone. 
Nice. Sounds like well-designed plays. Oh, yeah. And this is stuff Coach Hill looks at. So stuff we did last game, maybe not be in the game plan this week. He's a really good coach. We really like him, and we really listen to this guy. Especially guys that have bought in and, you know, four years of listening to this movie. We really know that he knows what he's talking about. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's always good to hear about, uh, you know, he wasn't from Mendota. Wasn't around here. Nobody kind of knew who he was when he accepted the job. He's had a rough first three years. I mean, coming into this season, Mendota was 4-43 and 43 since 2015. So, been a little, little rough patch. So now for him to get some wins and you guys to all buy in and be a really good team, it's got to be an awesome feeling for everybody. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's new. And it's like a feeling that like none of us want to lose, so we're still hungry. We know what it's like to lose. We don't want to be that team again, so we're going to keep going. Definitely. We were talking about the touchdown catches. Who is Mendota's quarterback getting you the ball? Theodore Landgraft. Love that guy. <laughs> Theodore? Ted. We call him Ted. His real name's Theodore, but we call him Ted. Yeah, I know Miss Ted Langer. When you said Theodore, I was like, hmm, I did not know that was his real name. I just mess around with him. I call him Theodore here and there, you know. Got to, got to. Speaking about messing around, I know you from family, and I heard about this thing with WGLC and announcing, you know, your name and where you're from. I got to hear exactly what you said on WGLC. I mean, I don't know exactly, but I know in the, you know, in the area of what I said, I uh, so we had a practice where we had to go talk to GLC, WGLC, and he wanted us to say our names. He's like, you can say like this and this. I mean, if you want to change it up a little bit. So I was like, walk up to the the microphone. I'm like, I'm the Emilio Prez, right receiver, cornerback, attending the University of Mendota. <laughs> Fantastic. So it was like the Ohio State, but instead Mendota yeah. University. Yeah, I wanted it to be exactly like an NFL game, you know what I'm saying? That is awesome. Very, very cool. Very cool. I was like, this is a moment where I can I can just like, you know, goof off a little bit, have a little fun with this. You know, it's my senior year, you gotta have a little fun. You got to, right? You have to. Of course. And I mean, she's probably going to hate me that I'm about to do this, but you're with Macy Pisano, who is my family. You guys battle back and forth with sports because you're both monster athletes. Oh, yeah, we're, we're competitive all the time. <laughs> all the time. Is Macy better? Yes. No. <laughs> she <laughs> likes to say she is. I am. When she says that, I lock in. Like, no, no going on from here. I'm better at softball than him at baseball, though. We'll say that. I, I agree with that one. She she does hit some bomb. Who's better at basketball? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him value that. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thank you for joining the combo, Macy. You're welcome. <laughs> Catch me back anytime. Oh, yes, I will. You'll be on. Don't worry. Don't worry. You will be on. Softball season might seem a long ways away, but it is not. That's for sure. So brought up baseball, brought up basketball. Those are other sports that you do for Mendota. So a traditional three-sport athlete. Yeah. Do you enjoy all three? Do you have a favorite that sticks out more than others, or how does that work? Football is uh, my favorite for sure. I do really enjoy playing these other sports too, though. I'm not going to lie, especially being with my friends and stuff like that. Stuff you can only do for a portion of your life unless you move on to college and stuff. But with being with the guys you grow up with, that's where it's at. Truth. You are a wise man because that is a very true story. Once you leave high school, if you're not playing college sports, I mean, that's it. That's game over. I agree. So out of the other two, so we got football one. Where do you rank baseball and basketball? Basketball two, baseball three. Gotcha. Have you ever had Macy pitch to you? Can you hit her? She's pitched me before. But he can't hit off of me. I don't listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> he can, can he, Macy? No, he can't. Ask her where that ball landed. Where'd that ball land? In my hand. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. You know, if we're playing sports, we're also a fan of national sports, college sports, all that other stuff. 
You were listing your teams to me earlier, and this was just a random group of teams that didn't make any sense to me. Explain this. What are your favorite teams in NFL, NBA, and MLB? So, I like the Dallas Cowboys, Chicago Cubs, and the Los Angeles Lakers. People hear this and they're like, oh, Lakers, like bandwagon, like, no, like, Lakers fan, since they're the worst, you know. Ryan Kelly, Kobe was hurt, all those guys, Jordan Hill. Oh, yeah, I've been here. I've been a Lakers fan, and I like seeing them win now, so I'll put that out there. And you just sold me. If you know who Jordan Hill is, you got me. Then you're a Lakers fan. I believe it. Oh, yeah. That was after the years of Paul Gasol, Andrew Bynum. You're right. Kobe was hurt for a couple years. Was that the Achilles year? Um, Probably around there. He had tore his Achilles in like 2013, I believe, right before the playoffs. Man, so you are a Lakers fan. I give you props for that, though. If you can be a you know diehard fan for any team and stay that way instead of bandwagon jumping, that's cool. I, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. Same with the Cowboys? Oh, yeah, I've always liked the Cowboys. Growing up especially, I've my dad, when I was young, he, I have a, a Troy Aikman jersey. He's always got little jerseys. and Nick, My whole room when I was a kid was Cowboys and Cubs. So, And then the Cubs, your one Chicago team. Yeah. You don't want to trade to the White Sox? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean Macy actually went to the Crosstown rivalry game. Oh, you guys did? Yeah, back in August, around like the 18th, 19th, I believe. Maybe 8th. Around there. It was a lot of fun. And the White Sox won? Oh, yeah. Tim Anderson led the game with leadoff home run. He had like seven seven uh, runs in like the first three innings, so I knew it was over, but still got to enjoy that. For sure. And I'm not hating. I'm a Cubs fan too. I'm kind of I'm one of those weird Chicago fans that I just love Chicago sports. So I rock the White Sox. I rock the Cubs. Every other day I might have a Cubs hat on or a White Sox hat on. Whatever. Just giving you a rough time because the Cubs are going through a rough time. I mean, lately they've been doing pretty solid. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I like watching them lately, especially seeing these young guys, just like Michael Hermosillo when he's he's from Ottawa. I like hearing about that. Like having him on the Cubs, Frank, of course, Wisdom. These guys are kind of fun to watch, even though they're not really big names yet. But I think they will be in the future. They are starting to like gel a little bit better. They're playing the game more as a team instead of just young guys just trying to play for themselves. Yeah. Sorry to go back. We're gonna go back to the Cowboys. What'd you think about that Week One game for the Dallas Cowboys against Tampa Bay? Oh, I was on my feet the whole game. I even myself, I didn't expect that that to be that game to be that close. Maybe a lot of other people didn't, because all my friends were talking to me. And my other buddy, Damian Magianis, is also on the on the high school team with me. Um, we're Cowboys fans all day. So is Coach Hill. Everybody was giving us crap about how the Cowboys suck and they're just going to get blown out. And they were in that game until the last few seconds. Definitely true story. I was playing bags with Danny on Saturday. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he was at my friend's house. I'd never met him before, but we were playing a bags tournament, and he actually took me and my partner out. Oh, uh, yeah, like, we play bags at his house sometimes. He's pretty good. Not as good as Mike, though. You talking about Macy's dad, Mike? Yeah. Don't tell him he's good at bags. <laughs> I mean, I guess I won't, but we played a few <laughs> times. I don't think I even got a single point on him. If you tell him he's good at anything... You'll never forget that or never not hear it. He's my homie, though. Love that guy. Well, every guest on Edge of Your Seat podcast plays a game. We're going to do some more rank em. We did a little, little, little small rank em with football, basketball, baseball. Let's do one with Marvel characters. I'm going to give you five characters, then you rank them for me. You can start one to five or five to one. One is going to be your favorite. Five is going to be your least favorite out of these five. I'll give you the names, and then you rank them which direction you want to go, all right? Okay, okay. All right. We have Thor, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man. All right, I'm going to go for sure Spider-Man number one, and then Iron Man number two. Those are probably my both of my two favorite Marvel characters. 
Then you said Wolverine, Hulk, and who else? Thor. Alright. I'm going to go Hulk number three, Thor number four, and Wolverine number five. No love for the Wolverine? Eh, I don't really know much about him. Man, I'm going to have to teach you. I'll have to teach you. (laughs) So Spider-Man's your favorite? Yeah. They got a lot of movies now. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for the one that's coming out. Maybe Tobey Maguire in it. I'm not sure. I hear some things about it. But that's who I'm excited about. The original Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the Spider-Man movies that were coming out when I was younger. Yeah, I grew up watching Tobey Maguire. Good stuff. Well, Emilio Perez, senior with Mendota Trojans, football team, wide receiver, and cornerback. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, talking some football, talking some Lakers, some Cubs, some Marvel. Thanks for joining us, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're in the in-between point. It's a Wednesday, September 15th. In-between, week three, week four, and man, this kid that I got on today, honestly, he didn't even, he's not a kid. He ran like a grown man. LaSalle Peru Sr., Matt Carrico, tore up Ottawa week three. I was there calling him for WLPO. Had to have him on. Matt Carrico, what is up, my friend? How's it going? It is going, man. I had to have you on. I saw you week three just every time you got the ball, eight yards, 13 yards, 14 yards, 15 yards. It just seemed like it was a first down every time you touched the ball. Yeah, I just kept on moving my feet, pushing for those extra yards every time. If anybody follows LaSalle Proof football, they know running is number one option. And you guys have not changed this year, and you're the number one option of the number one option. How does that make you feel this senior year? It feels good. We run our formations off of me and getting the football and just really pounding it down the defensive throw. What has been really working for your rush attack i mean i've seen a lot of you know up the gut kind of runs but you guys can go to the outside you'll have quarterback sean whitfield take some runs there are some other guys that will get some handoffs what is working the best for you as you guys kind of maneuver and play this chess game that we call a high school football game well we run a three option triple option and i'm the first option and we just kind of go off that and whatever is working is working Coming into the season, what was kind of the, you know, verbal message from Coach Jose Medina for this year's team? I mean, last year, COVID-19 shortened season. You guys are undefeated. First time since, like, I believe the late 60s. I know it wasn't a full season, but first time that you guys had a goose egg on the loss column. And then you come into this season with a lot of those juniors, now seniors, yourself included, and trying to, you know, Make good football a culture once again at LaSalle, Peru. What was Jose Medina's main message to try to, you know, get that through to everybody? Just leaving our legacy throughout LP football and to put it back on the map. How do you think you guys have done so far? I mean, you're 2-1. and one. You're going to get a victory this week because Sandwich not able to come and play because of some COVID-19 stuff going on. So at the end of this week, you guys will be 3-1. and one. How do you feel about that legacy and what's going on this year? You know, I think we're leaving a good mark on LP football altogether. And just coming off out of this bye week, we're going to come back and beat Sycamore. We were preparing for them. Before we start talking about Sycamore, I do want to rewind to Ottawa real quick. I mean, I had you for 27 carries, 240 yards. 240. Is that the most you've ever had in a game? Yeah, that's that's about the most I've ever had. Feels really good after working out all summer long and throughout each week. Just really going really hard at it. Did you put on some muscle mass over the offseason? Yeah, uh, I've been working out and just on and off in the field, just really developing me. as. Definitely. Had to be a good feeling also to get over 200 yards against Ottawa. I mean, LP Ottawa is the number one rivalry in Illinois, if you ask me. Actually, if you ask me, probably United States of America, even though I don't follow everybody else that closely. But a huge rivalry, and you're able to do that against the Pirates. 
Yeah, it feels really good. Uh, we just asserted dominance and just went out there and just a great reward for the hard work we've been putting in. The Cavaliers were victorious 27-0. I mean, there was a huge stretch there where LP could not beat Ottawa. Now for the last four or five years, LP has had Ottawa's number. Is that something that you guys kind of talk about in practice, in huddles, or during that game? Yeah, just keeping the streak alive under, you know, Medina and just keeping that alive. And we wanted to come out and beat them our senior year to leave the legacy. Do you know how many touchdowns you have on the year now? I had you with two against Ottawa. Uh, I had three in total. One in week one and then two against Ottawa. Week three was Ottawa. Week two was a 14-7 loss to Metamora, which you guys were right there. Trevon Hunter breaks away for a 67-yard rushing touchdown. I know you guys wanted to get that one. Remind me who you guys faced in week one. I'm pretty sure we played Morton. That is correct. As soon as you said it, I'm like, yep, that's who they play, but I couldn't think of it right here. So Morton win, Metamora loss. Defeat Ottawa, a forfeit win over Sandwich. Unfortunately, that game can't be played. I was going to call it if it is, but nah, now I'm not going to be on the radio. But it's okay. We'll, we'll have some more LP games on the radio, WLPO style. Oh, yeah. But so far through the progression of the season, have you seen the team getting better, pushing harder? I know that 14-7 loss to Metamora was kind of a letdown, but then you come back and dominate Ottawa. We came back after loss and just getting better each and every day and just executing as a team and our chemistry is getting better as a whole and we're just really driving down the football field now. I feel like big men up front need a shout out because they truly make the plays happen. The plays I'd be making wouldn't be possible without them. Let's get some names. Who are some of these big guys on the front that you want to give a shout-out to? Like Aiden Van Herzer, he's a senior. Will Doherty, uh, he's a senior also. Creed McCormick, he's a junior. And then, you know, Belsky, he's coming out. He's, he's really good. What's Belsky's first name? Uh, Nick. Van Duzer, there was a couple times on the offensive line, it was like he was tackling the defensive line. Like, he was pushing these guys to the ground like he was tackling them. Yeah, he, he's very strong, and he's, he's very tall and big and athletic. Will Doherty obviously did his thing on the offensive line, but defensively, every single tackle... It seemed like. I know it wasn't every single one, but he either was in on it or he put pressure on a quarterback, got a sack. Like, he was all over the place. Yeah, Will's always doing his thing. He's very good, versatile player. and just does his thing every time. And that's one of the main things I do like about this team is there's so many versatile components where – Things just work when they're supposed to work, which sometimes that doesn't happen in high school football, but this team is making that happen. Yeah, like a lot of our big men up front are fast and, you know, strong at the same time where they can make those plays also. Definitely. Got to have that happen too. Definitely. Moving on from football, you're a track athlete, and are you going to try to do anything in the winter? Uh, yeah, I'm planning on going out and doing wrestling. Okay, have you ever wrestled before? I tried my 8th grade year, but I was wrestling out of my weight class because of the, like, how it was set up. Okay, so if you wrestled this year as a senior, what would your weight class be? Probably around 175. That's what I'm weighing right now. So not wrestling through high school and stuff, do you think you could still compete with these guys that, you know, year in, year out, or wrestling in high school, wrestling in camps, wrestling in uh, not really AAU, but like travel wrestling during the summer and things like that? You think you you got the mojo to hang, in with, hang with them? Yeah, I definitely think I do. At the end of the day, I'm an athlete, so that kind of gives me uh, the upper hand always when it comes to sports and stuff, and... I think I can be aggressive and come out. And then track, what's 
events have you been doing and what events do you plan to do this year? I've been doing uh, 4x1, 100, 4x2, and then shot and disc here and there. So you're just kind of all over the map and track. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Gotta be. Perfect, perfect. Is football your favorite sport out of those three? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm trying to get faster at football, so that's the main reason I do track. And wrestling will condition me for going into college. Bring up the big C word, college. Do you plan on continuing football or athletics after high school? Yeah, I, I would love to further my career in football, definitely. I love the sport. I've been playing it since second grade. And honestly, I don't know where I'd be without football and how my life would be. Has it taught you some life lessons and gave you some, uh, I don't know, discipline or like backbone to, to help you through life so far? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, youth football, like it really brought how to become a man and like step up and, you know, own your consequences and like really learn with other people also because football is a team sport at the end of the day. Definitely. I think football is the number one team sport. I mean, basketball, yeah, but you can also do isolation plays and you can be a one-on-one -on -one player. Baseball, I mean, you're the only one at the plate. You're the only one catching the ball. Yeah, you got to throw to, you know, the guy at first or the guy at second, but really more kind of individual. Football, I think, is the number one team sport. If one person is out of place, one person doesn't pick up their block. One person doesn't read the offense right on the secondary. Then the whole play is shot for your team. Yeah, I would agree 100% with you. Perfect. I like, I like when you say you agree with me. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, Matt Carrico, every guest on Edge of Your Seat podcast, we have play a game. We are going to play now and then. Pick a team. You're going to go Chicago Bears, and we'll say your favorite player of all time and your favorite player on the roster right now. Right now, who is your favorite Chicago Bear? Definitely Justin Fields. Hasn't even got a start yet, and he's your favorite? Yes. I've been following him through college football, and He's just such a great player, and I loved him in college, and I'm sure when they put him in, I'll love him then, too. I do love the reaction, the enthusiasm, the, the hope that most Chicago Bears fans have behind Justin Fields. Like I said, hasn't started yet, got a couple snaps this past week, and everybody is all about Justin Fields. It's kind of cool to have that there. I don't know. We haven't really had like a standout quarterback in I don't know how long. And I feel like he'll definitely bring that to the team. I hope you're right, my friend. I hope you're right. Who is your favorite player, Chicago Bears, of all time? I'm definitely going to have to go with Walter Payton. One of those obvious ones, but I like it. What about sweetness do you like to make him your favorite of all time? I really grew up watching videos of him on YouTube and like just that's really where the love came just watching him play and how he played it's just extravagant was there any runner-ups anybody in you're like yeah maybe that's my all-time favorite or was it like nope it's Walter Payton hands down I'd have to say Walter Payton hands down perfect LaSalle Peru does not have a week four game. Like we've said, two, three, a thousand times, not playing sandwich. Got Sycamore the following week. Man, that's going to be a battle of the juggernauts. I wanted to see it last year. Both of you finished undefeated, LP and Sycamore. Now you guys have a chance to take them on. It's going to be a big game for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. We haven't played them in a year. Going undefeated from last year. I really want to go out there and beat them. I know you want to play every week. I mean, Friday Night Lights, the big games. But is it kind of cool having two weeks to prepare for a team like Sycamore? Yeah, it's nice. It just kind of sucks because, you know, like you said, I just love playing football and playing every Friday. But with uh, such a big rivalry between Sycamore and LP this year because of 
undefeated team last year, both of us. It's kind of nice to come out and prepare two weeks instead of one. Well, Carrico, Matt Carrico, senior running back from LaSalle, Peru, obviously wishing the best for LP against Sycamore. Sycamore is a tough team. But thank you for sharing everything football-wise, talking about Ottawa, Sycamore, Chicago Bears with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, man. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show and the opportunity.